Have you ever listened to a Bond book on audio? Excuse me? I mean, a Bond book on an audio book of (laughs) (laughs) an audio Bond. (laughs) Oh, you mean a Jason Fleming Bond book? I mean, Ian Fleming? (laughs) <laughs> Jason, <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that Lucius Malfoy? No, that's uh, no, Jason, that's Jason Isaacs. Isaacs. <laughs> you had me at hell no. And welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Allie. And I'm Mel. And this is our podcast where we watch romance movies and try to figure out why. Truly, we try to figure out why. Our research question is, why as women do we love a genre that hates us, that is clearly marketed towards us? And also why, uh, how this also affects other groups that aren't women, specifically like people of color, uh, the LGBTQ community, uh, this Just whole... anyone who's not like a blonde journalist trying to make it in the city. Truly. <laughs> Honestly, we should just we should just write a book and close it there. That's it. That's the thesis right there. We nailed it. But also we are two people who aren't necessarily drawn to this movie as this type of movie. No, not as at all. Comfort. Melanie, what do you like to watch to chill out to relax? Uh, I like to watch horror, and um, I plan on watching The Ginger Dead Man this week. No. Listen, tis the season. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure Gary Busey is the voice of the ginger dead man, <gasps> and I love Gary Busey, so. Well, my favorite movie, as you know, is Point Break. Yes. However, so, yeah. I like to watch action movies to chill out. Um, Have you watched any good action movies lately? Oh, it's been Anything a little Anything of bit. note? Um, it's not technically an action movie, but it is a great movie, as I watched Tombstone for the first time in too long. That is a good movie. That movie is so fucking good. Is it subtle? No. Is it rad as shit? Yes. Yeah. Young Val Kilmer can get it. Yeah. Everyone in that movie can get it. Yeah. Everyone in that movie can... Oh, okay, almost everyone in that movie. If you, I, Someone's going to pull up a picture and be like, this guy can get it, Allie? No. <laughs> but Can you be more specific about which guy There's just lots of it? like old, yelly cowboys that are no thank yous for me. However, if we're going to talk about Oh, I just mean um, Michael Wyatt, Bean. Wyatt Earp and Doc <sighs> Holliday. They can they can fucking get it. They can get it. Sam Elliott can get it. Sam Elliott is on a whole different level of yeah, he can get it. He can get it. I I, didn't, I, didn't I saw the Big Lebowski in high school and I was like, that's the one. That's He's the got one. two minutes of screen time and I was like, it's him. Mm-hmm. Sarsaparilla. Um, if he came brief. up to me and asked for some sarsaparilla and tipped his hat, I'd be like, anything you need, sir. I will, I will, anything. Now that we've talked about how we would probably hook up with, not probably, we would definitely, definitely. hook now, up with Sam Elliott. I mean, it had to be said, uh, but the most important thing that we can talk about right now is what we're here to do today. We're here to talk about a romance movie <sighs> that, um, well, as you know, it's December. We're during a holiday time, and we decided to watch holiday movies for this time. And uh, we watched a movie that I had seen before. 
that and I, I had, like, that I had not seen before. And, I, and when I saw it a year ago, I was like, Melanie, we need to watch this insane movie. I remember you texted me and you said, I watched this movie. I'm curious to know what you would think about it. Yeah. And then we didn't do anything about it until yesterday. Until yesterday. <laughs> um, today's movie is Mistletoe and Menorahs. Uh, a Lifetime movie that came out last year. It, um, it's oh. Listen, I mean, before we get into it and before I unleash hell, <laughs> um, we need to refer to someone else for their expert opinion. So yeah. we have our sound engineer, Tiffer, with us. Hi, hey, Tiffer. Hi, Ali. Hi, Mel. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Good. Hi. So, you know... Uh, based only on the title, because you're not necessarily an avid movie watcher like we are. No. Um, based on the title Mistletoe and Menorahs, what do you think this movie is about? I don't want to guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's allowed. That's valid, honestly. I'm like, <laughs> the thing is, what I think you're thinking is like, no, I couldn't say that that's an offensive, ridiculous premise for a movie. And, and I almost guarantee right. you, yeah, you are right. right. Exactly. It's like, I, I think I think I could get pretty close, but I also think I'd get canceled at the same time. Uh, I mean, if you you're just know, guessing, okay. I, yeah. I wouldn't cancel you, certainly. As, yeah. as a member of the group that is uh, mm-hmm. kind of victimized by this movie in a yeah. way. <laughs> so, is, I, it, is it a nice... Uh, I don't know. It's is is it a nice Jewish boy or a nice Jewish girl? Ooh, it's a nice Jewish boy. It is okay. a nice Jewish boy. Mm-hmm. See now, now I'm just like now I just want to find out. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep quiet, and you tell me what it's about, and I'm gonna sit over here and look shocked when appropriate. Wait, fair enough. Thanks. This has been Tiffer's pop culture osmosis. Bum, 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 bum. All right. So Mistletoe Menorah is a lifetime Christmas holiday romance that came out last year. And it's barely an hour and a half, and it felt like it took us 60 years to watch it. It's more like I know that Lifetime does have like cute, sort of cute, but when I think of Lifetime movies, I tend to think of ones that are like drama. Like if there's a romance, it's like, (gasps) you have to leave. My husband will be here soon. Like I want to watch that shit. You know what I mean? Or like a murderer is here. You know what I mean? My sociopathic grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Or like your mother made you have an eating disorder, but now you have to dance like that shit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which is a real movie I watched as a child. No, my, of course, my favorite lifetimes are like the spooky ones where like my boyfriend from hell, my stalker ex. Or the ones where like a mother has to deal with their child doing something bad. Oh yeah! Where it's like my daughter got syphilis at a party. Wait, <laughs> there was a. I'm pretty sure it was a Lifetime movie. Um, I watched it because the guy that played Peter Pan on live action Peter Pan was in it, and it's the one I know where exactly he's addicted. The one, the one where he becomes addicted <laughs> to porn. Yeah. <laughs> and his I, mom is isn't his mom the one from Sex in the City? No, his mom is the one that was the sister on According to Jim. Oh, I don't. I honestly don't remember. I watched all I remember about so this much movie TV as a is that he was like on the swim team, and like there's this big rivalry, oh, no. and like he just becomes too addicted to internet porn. <laughs> to even swim. though there's like it's it's crazy. It makes no sense, I and I have such weird <laughs> memories of watching this when I was like 15. I can't swim. I have a boner. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, what was slowing him down? <laughs> 
He had no aqua dynam. No, I'm trying. Aerodynamics. But it's not aerodynamics. Aquadynamics in the water. That's the word. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. I'm actually very smart. Here's the thing. I truly think that they thought they were doing something good with this. I agree. I think, and honestly, like my big debate is. Is this an offensive movie? Am I deeply offended by this? I mean, and I say if, this if as I someone can remember from last night. You are, yeah. And I just for for our wonderful, beautiful listeners, uh-huh. maybe those who don't know me that well as a person, mm-hmm. I am not easily bothered or offended. She's not. I get irritated easily, but I don't get offended. <laughs> like I don't get upset. Mm-hmm. And this movie, as a Jew, I found to be. Highly offensive and ignorant. Mm -hmm. And I think it was trying to do something that it ended up doing the opposite of. Because I think the point of this movie is that it's trying to be like, hey, Jews and Christians can get along during the holidays. Mm -hmm. Isn't it cool if we learn about each other's cultures? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is fine. And I agree. And it's nice and that should happen. However, what happens is it's like uh, instead of a manic pixie dream girl, it's like, thoughtful fantasy Jewish boyfriend. Well, it's the archetype of the nice Jewish boy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's smart. He's successful, likes you, is respectful, has a great relationship with his mom and or grandmother. Uh And it was just strange. Um, The basic plot of the movie is this girl named Christy is she works at a toy company and, and she like a big loves Christmas. She is all about. She's Christmas. like Martha May Huvier. She, oh my God, she wants to fuck the Grinch. Um, I mean, who doesn't? Blake, you watch that movie and you're like, I won't. I will never. <laughs> I would. <laughs> but she is so into it. You're like, maybe she knows something we don't. She does. <laughs> Fahu Fore. Oh, Dore. I love the Grinch. Okay, so this movie. Okay, so Christy is obsessed with Christmas. Like, she has, like, a little advent calendar thing by her bed. And every morning, she wakes up and eats a piece of chocolate from it at 6.25 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. She is a monster. She is wild. She has a boyfriend who's, like, a business bro who only comes over to- His name's Peter. Named Peter, he only comes over to watch the game. And he talks to her on the phone when he's working out. Yeah. Because he's multitasking. Hey, babe. And at one point he, he says to her, to work at a bank. At one point he says to her, your mad Christmas skills are going to kill it while he's on a rowing machine. And yeah. so she works at a toy company. He had, for what it's worth, he had great form. I, you as said a, that. As a former rower, he had great form oh on that urn. So good you for know, you, Peter. Every day we learn something new about our friends. <laughs> <laughs> but she works at a toy company and she pre- presents this thing to this guy. They're going to do a new line. And she does a presentation for Mr. David Berger, who runs a company. And he's like, you really like... At one point, he, he's impressed with her presentation. And she goes, ha, happy holidays. And he goes, you really like this time of year, don't you? And she goes, it's my favorite. And you could say I'm an expert. Because um, she's thinking Christmas. And he's like, I have a holiday party next week. Uh, I'd like you to come and you can pitch the rest of your presentation there. She's like, great. Oh, my God, great. But And he also says, like, I'll have you run some activities. What? At your party? very strange to be the host of a holiday party and to ask a stranger to lead your tradition. He, yeah. he says tradition, but he doesn't say what tradition. He says we're very traditional. 
And then she finds out, she's like, yeah, I'm like a Christmas expert. She's talking to her best friend slash assistant and this assistant and the assistant's like, he's Jewish. And she's like, what? I don't know anything about Hanukkah. I'm like, she can't. Also, this could have been solved with an email. You know what you're, you're, a great thing you could do is, hey, I'm very excited about the party. You mentioned me being in charge of some activities. Um, could I get a little heads up so I know how to best prepare? Um, and that's a totally fine thing to say. She and does to not send. do that. Also, especially if it's like one of those weird business personal life crossovers that I find to be really inappropriate. It's really grody. Um, but I just like to keep, I like, my worlds cannot collide. I am, I am George Costanza. My worlds cannot collide. Um, but you, that being said. You are George Costanza. You want to have sex while eating a sandwich. I mean, honestly, that sounds great. I, I don't Dan, know. take note. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's gross. That's gross. There would be crumbs everywhere. There are already crumbs in my bed (laughs) because I'm depressed. (laughs) That's classic. Um, But anyway. Anyway, uh, so she's nervous because she has to finish the prototype or like pitch a new toy and also impress this guy for a business meeting. And she now assumes that she has to learn everything about Hanukkah and Judaism Mm -hmm. to fit in where she clear like and I I say this with all the respect I can for someone who's an outsider to my faith and tradition and culture uh-huh. she will never she'll no. never be able to do it she's an outsider no yeah. Judaism is an ethno religion part of it is that it is an ethnicity uh-huh and uh th- traditionally your Judaism passes through your mother it's matrilineal uh-huh. and Genetically, it also does, uh-huh. especially if you're an Ashkenazi Jew, which is Eastern European, which is what I am. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you convert, you'll never have that genetic makeup. That's not to say that okay. people who convert to Judaism are any less Jews because they're not. Okay. I was but, getting really nervous when you were like, genetically. No, this is not be... blood quantum. Okay. There is, right. a, there is a genetic component in terms of ethnicity, mm-hmm. but it is also a religion. And yeah. people who convert to Judaism mm-hmm. are no less a Jew than I am. Correct. Okay. Sorry, I love that I'm saying correct. I'm a fucking goy. But I'm 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 in <laughs> Great correct. use of Yiddish, babe. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of that. Wait, is it goy if I'm a I am a is goy gendered? Is goy a gendered term? No. Okay. It's singular and plural and it just means someone who's not Jewish. Okay, so like Gentile. Yeah. So she has to figure out and her best her friend slash assistant is like, oh, because she's straight up there, straight up like, do you know any Jewish people? And both of them are like, no. <laughs> Which is so, I hate cool. these people. I mean, honestly, um, that happens. They're in Chicago. Yeah, you're not. You're in a city, you're in a major city in America. You're going to know a Jew. You're going to find somebody. Yeah. Just anybody. You're going to find anybody. We're, we, we don't live in our ancestral homeland. We are everywhere because we are forced to assimilate. Mm-hmm. So like, you will find us in major cities. Anyway, so she's like, oh, the kid's teacher, Mr. Silver is Jewish. He's going on winter break. I'm sure he would love to help you out. So she just volunteers. The only Jewish person that I know, I'm sure he would love to teach you yeah. about his religion, history, and culture. Yeah. So anyway, they meet the next day at the coffee shop. And the whole thing is she has like a really insano order. I shouldn't say insano. Um she's it's, a very she specific, likes it the way she likes it. It's the type like, of thing. I would like a three pumps of pumpkin and a this and with no whip. Served at exactly 120 degrees in this cup. And the poor 19-year-old behind the counter is like, 
okay. But this is, and it like, she's not ordering at like a Starbucks where the baristas are used to people's wackadoodle orders. Um, it's like a local cafe. Yeah. Like a little local place. Yeah. And this poor girl is like, I don't know. Um, but anyway, she meets Mr. Silver, whose first name is Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And like, He's all right. He's, he's he's nice. A babe. There's really honestly nothing about him except for the fact that he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of strike up a deal where he'll teach her about Hanukkah <laughs> if she teaches him about Christmas because his girlfriend, who's Heather. also Christian, uh-huh. he's meeting her parents for the first time for Christmas and he's really nervous. Yeah. And it's um so weird that his girlfriend is like, you got to learn about Christmas and then, and, and, and then does nothing to, because here's the thing. She does nothing can, to learn about Hanukkah. And when they meet Heather, yeah. she goes, isn't Hanukkah so random? She said that. I told Mel about this when I, after I'd watched it. I was like, Melanie, I saw a movie where one girl said, isn't Hanukkah so random? If, if, if it, you are dating someone who says that your religious beliefs are so random, you should not be dating. I agree. And also like. It's not random. It's 6,000 years old. <laughs> I mean, Hanukkah is one of like the newer holidays, but it's commemorative of a specific event. So it's not, it's actually the opposite of random. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I found in this movie <laughs> is that it's, and this is something honestly that in media, I don't come across mm-hmm. as often as a Jewish person mm-hmm. that I think people of color and queer people come across all the time. Mm-hmm. And that's uh-huh. microaggressions. Uh-huh. This movie is filled with microaggressions towards Jewish people. Mm -hmm. The first one is when they're talking about David Berger and like they're kind of hinting and they're like, oh, well, he's a numbers guy. I bet he's going to like it. Like, are you implying that because he's Jewish, he loves money? Because that's the implication that I got. Mm -hmm. Um, The second one is, isn't Hanukkah so random? No. No. Like, just because you don't know something doesn't make it random. It means that you're ignorant and that's okay because you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the th- <laughs> there were too many to count, but the other one that stood out to me is when Peter goes to Jonathan's house. So he's picking up Christy he's, at Jonathan's he's house. He's picking up Christy at Jonathan's house and he goes like, wow, your apartment's like really nice. Oh, yeah, he's like... Like, the implication being like, oh... He says, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. because, oh, so you're... Oh, you're the Jewish guy who has a lot of money? Mm-hmm. Well, like, you have to have a crazy job in order to afford this apartment, mm-hmm. which is, like, what? really, really disrespectful. Yeah. First of all, to anyone. To but the But the further implication with stereotypes about Jews that we are rich and greedy and cheap, mm-hmm. I don't appreciate. Yeah. It's really gross. Something in this movie... Sorry, just if I can continue from where you're coming from. Absolutely. Like, there's something else. Like, here's the thing. I am not Jewish, as anyone who's heard me speak knows, but also I I radiate a very Catholic energy, I think. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Repressed sexuality and guilt at all times. But, um, (laughs) sorry, I got the giggles. (laughs) Talking about... Your what trauma I was, okay. from Catholicism? No. But where I was trying to go with this was that if I... Christmas... and The way Christmas is framed in this movie is also kind of how it is in America, which is this very Americanized, capitalistic... It's not actually about any of the religious elements of Christ, Christmas. 
It's not, not at, like at, at no, no point, point is Jesus mentioned. No. At no point is it. This is the story of Christmas. This is why we give gifts. This is why we do this. This it's is why like, we have a Christmas tree. This is the symbolism of Santa Claus, Saint Nicholas. Santa Claus not isn't once. even mentioned. It's That's just, true. Not once. Not once. All it is is we give gifts. We celebrate with the family. We have a Christmas tree. We have mistletoe. And fruitcake. And fruitcake. Disgusting. Which is so vile. My grandfather loved fruitcake. Genuinely loved fruitcake. And he would cut you like a big slice if you visited him. And you had to be like, oh, thank you. What I was going to say is that a lot of American Christians, but also just American people who, I guess, celebrate Christmas, is a lot of people have their own kind of specific traditions because of different cultural influences, different... Uh, just for many different reasons, a lot of people have very specific kind of Christmas traditions. So even if you both, even if you're starting a relationship with someone where you both celebrate Christmas, you're both coming into that with new things where you're teaching each other those things. Mm -hmm. And that's also something nice about not even romantic relationships, but even like friendships of like, oh, I want to share this thing with you. Let's do this together. I like to do this at Christmas time. What do you like to do at Christmas time? So the fact that Heather is like, we're going to do Christmas when my dad comes to town, figure it out, bud, is so weird and not accurate. And also part of it, if she really likes... If she really cared about him, she would be be like, like, hey, let me share this thing that I care about with you. Yes, because we're dating and you're my hot boyfriend. And she has no interest in Jonathan's Judaism or family or traditions. Not at all. And... Actually, at the point in the movie where they're they're where really she says, learning stuff well, about each yeah, other, well, like, where she Jonathan says, "Isn't Hanukkah so random?" Because the three of them are eating latkes and jelly donuts, and yeah, they're called latkes are basically fried potato pancakes, and the jelly donuts are called sufganiot, mm-hmm. and they're traditionally meant to be fried in oil. So at this point, it's time for a history lesson about Hanukkah. Uh-huh. Um, technically, it's Hanukkah, uh, but I am very, I'm an American, mm-hmm. and She's it's, in America. Well, it's just easier. This is actually something that I want to bring oh, up too. Okay. It's easier for me to say Hanukkah than Hanukkah uh-huh. because uh, when I say things with more of a correct Hebrew pronunciation, it kind it makes me more of an other mm-hmm. and a really common anti-Semitic trope that's been thrown around a lot recently, mm-hmm. especially in the U.S. Congress, mm-hmm. which I'm mad about, is that. Jewish Americans don't have loyalty to America because of Israel. Mm-hmm. And it's a very common old standing anti-Semitic trope, which was a reason to ostracize Jews by claiming they could never be loyal to wherever they were living mm-hmm. or paying taxes or being participants or citizens of mm-hmm. because we have this other thing about us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like a weird thing that like kind of comes up in the movie a little bit, especially when we meet Jonathan's grandmother at her mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Um, and I can't quite put my finger on it in this film in particular, but I did get that kind of vibe. Um, mm-hmm. But in terms of the story of Hanukkah, mm-hmm. it is one of the more unique Jewish holidays because it's the only holiday that commemorates uh, a civil war or a violent event. Oh, yeah, the closest thing would be Passover with the 10 plagues and the um, death of the firstborns of the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. But part of like a very specific part of the Passover Seder is that we actually do not celebrate that our enemies suffered. Oh. That's like a specific thing we do. We don't take joy in the suffering of others, no matter how they've harmed us. Oh, wow. And so Hanukkah is different because it's about 
actual historical events. Not that Passover is not um, in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. some of the ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. But no, I know what you mean. Hanukkah is a, is a holiday that commemorates the aftermath of a civil war and a revolution. Oh. So some historical context. We all know who Alexander the Great is or we've heard of him. Yes. Conquered most of, you know, Eastern Europe and mm-hmm. part of the Middle East mm-hmm. and Egypt. After Alexander the Great died in 323 BCE, mm-hmm. his empire was divided up between different people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Syria was its own thing. Egypt was its own thing. Greece was its own thing. And Persia was its own thing. So was India. Mm-hmm. So essentially, the political climate of the area of the Middle East where this takes place in Judea, a.k.a. Israel, mm-hmm. is that the Jews were living in Judea. That's where our temple was, and it was our most sacred place, and it was basically centralized for Jews to be. Mm-hmm. So if you went to Judea, that's where we were. Mm-hmm. And one of the Syrian kings um, or rulers who was basically passed down from when Alexander the Great divvied up his empire— mm-hmm decided to take over Judea. And so part of that was outlawing Jewish religion and desecrating the Holy Temple. And so the context of Hanukkah is a civil war, essentially, not only between Jews at the time, some of them who were pro-assimilation and some of them who were Mm anti-fighting amongst each other, but also fighting against the Greeks, essentially. And I say Greek is a loose term. Um, So, you know, there's a lot of, common misconceptions about that one of the one of the misconceptions and lie libel that gets thrown around quite frankly is that jews were forcing people to become circumcised that's not a thing there's no historical evidence to support that the only thing i could find about that just as a brief aside Uh in my scholarly research is the writing of uh, josephus who was a jewish historian in the roman empire Friends with the Emperor Domitian. He was friends also with Domitian's brother Titus, who in the first century CE sacked Judea. Josephus is an unreliable narrator because he is the only survivor of a suicide pact on Mount Masada. Okay, this dude is not cool. He's unreliable, and his that was not a way. But but like, I'm giving you the historical context because he's because he like for whatever reason decided not to take part in the suicide pact that he made. I'm sorry for saying he was not cool. No, he wasn't. Surviving suicide is important, but also if everyone agrees, and you're like, oh, oh no, no, no. by surviving a suicide pact, I mean he was like, yeah, well, I'll do it, and then didn't do it. Okay, that's not cool to me. Yeah, so. He is an unreliable narrator, and a lot of the way that he writes about Jews is not flattering because he's uh, playing pony to the emperor, essentially. The reason I went on that aside is to um, debunk a very popular uh, anti-Semitic myth. Yeah. And um, one thing that did happen a lot during this was beheading, though. Uh (laughs) So, um, essentially, the most famous characters that come out of this uh, are— Antiochus, who is the the king or the ruler of Syria who took over Judea, and the Maccabees. Um, I I don't know their English names. I'm sorry. Matitiahu. I think in English it's Matthias. I don't know. Matitiahu was the high priest Uh at the Holy Temple. Uh And he was pretty radical, but he Uh also was really anti 
assimilation, anti uh, the Greeks taking over, coming into our ancestral homeland and desecrating our temple. Shocking. Shocking. Um, And his son, Yehuda, Judah, I think in English, um, was the leader of the revolution. And so he got nicknamed Maccabee, which actually means hammer. So his nickname was Judah the Hammer. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. So (laughs) it's pretty cool. But essentially, uh, we won. Mm -hmm. And even though we won when we all got back from fighting— uh, the temple had been destroyed, mm-hmm. and there was only enough oil to light the menorah for one night. Mm-hmm. But the miracle goes that it stayed lit for eight nights, and that's why Hanukkah is eight nights long. Mm-hmm. And it's also why we eat foods that are fried in oil. Uh-huh. So it's to commemorate that victory. That's beautiful. Thank and, you. And it's also not, as Heather in this movie says, so random. Yeah. And it's also not how Jonathan explains it in the movie either. I don't even fully... Re- he The Rugrats Hanukkah special explains it better. Also, it, it, something... I can't believe it's taken us this long to mention it. Jonathan is played by... Um, I just looked it up. His name's Jake. Craig. But Craig from Degrassi. The hot one with bipolar disorder from Degrassi. <laughs> and also, if you had a crush on him when you were 13, have I got news for you? He was all right. Honestly, still a dish to me. We also our taste in men sometimes is polar opposite and sometimes right on the money. It's either it's either we're both like, oh shit, or one of us is like, isn't this guy so hot? And the other one is like, no, no, no. (laughs) Like I'm like, isn't Steve Buscemi like really attractive? And And I was like, yes. We know we both. Wait, did we agree on Steve? Yes. Who did we disagree on? Um, there was someone else. No, but I, the reason why I remember the Buscemi thing is because we were looking at something of Willem Dafoe, and he went, That's I right. Some, I went, I have something to tell you about you. I was like, I have something kind of weird to say, and I was like, I think I know what you're going to say, and I feel the same way. And then we both at the same time weren't, he's really attractive to me. Absolutely, he is. <laughs> you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the point is, this is Craig from Degrassi, so he's very cute. <laughs> Melanie... Did not, you said something to me earlier, you went, (laughs) in that movie, I was like, he's so cute. And you were like, this is like every guy I went to high school with. Yeah, like (laughs) every guy I went to Jewish day school with and Hebrew school Mm -hmm. is this guy. Mm -hmm. Or looks like him, kind of. So like, it's, uh, it was just a weird situation. And then... Oh, they go to, he's like, meet he, me at the store called Little Mitzvahs that's run by his grandma who calls him Yoni. Yeah, well, Yoni, Yoni is a nickname yeah. for Yonatan, which uh-huh. is Jonathan. Yeah. Um, but also, there was a lot of strange, like, this movie was clearly written by someone who Wikipedia Judaism. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, first of all, I don't think any self-respecting Jewish business owner would call their shop Little Mitzvahs. <laughs> But the store also has a lot of idiosyncrasies that you would only know if you were Jewish. Uh-huh. Like, for example, the there's a lot of displays of prayer shawls, which mm-hmm. are called uh, a talis or talit. Uh-huh. And those are like sacred prayer shawls, and they're not really... I've never seen one in a store yeah. in my entire life. Uh-huh. Like... If you go to synagogue, they have some, like, generic ones that you can, like, borrow and use Mm -hmm. during prayer. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's 
it's strange seeing them in like a very commercial setting like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and first of all, this woman who plays Jonathan's grandmother, uh, she's the only Jewish woman in the entire film. In the entire movie. There are no other Jewish women. No. And the only person who, my theory is that Christmas girl, what's her name? Christy. Thank you. Christy. Oh, Christmas Christy. Duh. Also, her last name is Dickinson, which is close to Dickens, and I hate that. I hate it. I should have just named her Tiny Tim or some (laughs) shit. I know. God bless us, because we had to watch this fucking movie. Nailed it. (laughs) This movie is so weird. She has attributes that are traditionally stereotypical of Jewish women, which really? is that we are neurotic and outspoken oh. and um, greedy and selfish. Oh. And uh, she's the only woman in the film who exhibits any of these characteristics. She's mm-hmm. not necessarily greedy or selfish, but she's definitely neurotic mm-hmm. and opinionated and outspoken. Mm-hmm. And she is, of course, the love interest for the only Jewish character who's a male. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's okay for them to be together because she acts like a Jewish person. Uh. Or at least that's how I read it. And then the only person who was kind of really Jewish was the grandmother. Mm-hmm. And we see her for a grand total of like one minute of screen time. Yeah. And another thing that I thought was kind of strange, which is why I think they just Wikipedia or like used Google Translate, mm-hmm. is um, he calls his grandma Savta. Yeah. Which isn't unusual, but at least for American Jews, we usually go with Yiddish. Mm-hmm. Savta and Saba and Savta is Hebrew for grandpa and grandma. Mm-hmm. Yiddish is Bubby and Zadie for grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And Yiddish is basically derived from Russian and Hebrew and German. So Bubby and Zadie comes from Babushka and Dyedushka in Russian. Ooh. And so speaking of which, shout out to my Dieta, who Hi. listens to our podcast and follows us on Instagram. Hi, Leonard. You're Hi. the best. You, so you now, that, now that you've uh, listened to me talk words, we're going to talk more words. Love you. Talk more words. Okay. You're the best. This movie really takes us like dipping into something interesting, but it, it's so light because it's act because again we don't learn anything. She doesn't actually teach him anything like about Christmas. That's not fruitcake, wreath, tree, uh, or presents. Or like this is what we do. We eat dinner together, and that's what Christmas is. And he's like, wow. That's like Hanukkah because it's also about family or whatever. And fully not. It's not. And the thing is they never actually have to learn or appreciate anything about each other's cultures. Right. She certainly does not for him. And I don't think he does for her either. No. Oh, also, this is the most offensive part of the movie, I think. Well, also because I think you think so, but – um. She practices lighting the menorah and saying the prayer. Okay, yeah. This, I thought, was actually highly... Instead of just bothersome, this was actually really offensive. There's no reason for her to do this. There's no reason for this woman to practice a ritual that's not hers. Like, she lights the menorah. She says the correct prayers in Hebrew. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was not only in poor taste, but highly offensive to have this this character who is not Jewish... Practice a Jewish ritual, not fully understanding the significance or the meaning. And for a business deal. For a business deal and and saying prayers that uh, she doesn't understand the meaning of. Mm-hmm. And also, like, technically, uh, 
in Judaism, we don't have any images of God. We oh. don't, it's it's called aniconic. It means we don't have any images depicting God. Got it. Whereas Christianity is Oh, iconic. it's all about that. Exactly. It's iconic. We're aniconic. We got pictures of him everywhere. Yeah, that's we fine. We love this Do what dude. you got to do. But also part of that <laughs> is that we don't, depending on how religious you are, you also don't necessarily say the word that means God in Hebrew. Instead, oh. you say Hashem, which means the name. Oh. And so for this person to say God's name like that is really offensive. Ooh. Yeah. So I really didn't appreciate that. Um, and, and she goes at the And she does it. And she, it would be one thing if she was like with Jonathan and he was helping her, but she was alone in her apartment. Yeah. FaceTiming with him. Oh, people FaceTime in this movie all the time. There's no reason for them to be FaceTiming. This is a bad movie. This movie, everyone is just FaceTiming all the time. Like, not only is it and offensive, don't but it's why. poorly written and poorly made. And, oh, she does say the prayer at the end. We haven't really gotten into, like, the plot plot, but basically she's like, I'm going to pitch a toy. She finds out that, like, her shitty idea was stolen by this other guy. Named Edgar. Named Edgar. Also, um, the idea that she had... Stockbroker action figures. It was Another microaggression. Yes. Well, that was. That I think that was came, just straight up aggression. That boy. Well, that idea came from her boyfriend, who is a stockbroker. Yeah, but also like to pitch that to someone you know is Jewish. Oh, when yeah. you've already implied that he'll like your deal because he likes money. Yeah. Kind of. I really thought that. I thought that that was uh, uncomfortable and unnecessary. Yeah, and the idea that she eventually presents because. She finds out she has to create a new thing is really Jonathan's idea. And basically she's like, oh, it would be the Maccabees. It would be like Maccabee action figures. Um, it's the it, idea. Yeah, biblical, historical, B- biblical, biblical action, action figures, figures with a little comic a, to explain their story. Yeah. And it's kind of amazing. This woman does not do any work of her own in None. this movie. She literally None. steals ideas from everyone else. She just, whatever boy she is around, she's like, that sounds nice. And um, then uses it for her own yeah. gain. Truly. Her assistant's the one that's like, I'm going to get you this person. Um, Honestly, I would have loved to have a movie about the assistant because she was a single mom, woman of color, yeah, like trying to make her way up in the world. What a much more compelling film. Truly. Also, they she also hits a lot of buzz, like ding dong, like buzz check boxes. I was trying to think of the worst. Of the stereotypical best friend. In a movie with like, I'm only here to support you. I pop in to say something funny and I'm kind of horny. Because the way we're introduced is she's dropping her kid off at school and she's on the phone with Christy and is like, is it weird if I think that my kid's teacher is cute? I mean, no, it's not weird. It was just... Also, it's weird that you said it in front of your kid. Yeah. Anyway. This movie is really in poor taste and... um, And and they kiss at the end. And also the big twist is it's like, Wait, they have a Christmas tree at this party, and the idea is that the yeah, guy's she finally, wife yeah. is uh, celebrates Christmas, so mm-hmm. they have a Christmas tree. She and, finally goes to the big party. Yeah, and, and she like, says the prayer. This man has her say the prayer which, at his which party, which is really strange. And like, you're listen, having a stranger you don't know that you're trying to offer a business deal say a prayer like, in your I, house, lighting your Hanukkah. Yeah. Also, thank you for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. Just dropping some like technical knowledge on you guys. <gasps> Ali said Hanukkah, yeah. and that's because a menorah has seven prongs, mm-hmm. so three on each side and one in the middle, called the shamash, which is the candle you use to light the other candles. Uh-huh. A Hanukkah has nine because it's got eight and then the shamash to represent the eight days of Hanukkah. Yeah. So technically, menorah is a misnomer, um, but again, 
we are assimilated into a culture that's not ours. Yeah. I mean, actually, that's not true. It is ours. Mm. I am an American. This yeah. is my culture, but I'm not Christian. Yeah. So, like, I'm not going to go around being like, um, actually, it's a Hanukkah, not a menorah. Like, fuck you. Yeah. But I, also, like, was point, I've invited however, you to Hanukkah many times, yeah. and not once have I ever insisted that you lead a prayer. No. And never. I would never do that. I know, but also, like. I also don't invite my, I, I'm like, It's hey, weird. It's weird. This whole premise weird. is weird. It's so weird. That'd be like if I was, like, Melanie. And also, even though I don't really subscribe to this anymore, but that'd be if I was, like, Melanie, come to church with, already weird. <laughs> Melanie, come to church with me. Melanie's going to sing Oh Holy Night for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know, I'm sad to say that, like, I've been in, I've had many experiences, Mm -hmm. not with close friends, but, like, with ex-boyfriends, families, and things, where I've been invited places when it's been made clear that I'm Jewish, and I've been asked to say grace, and things like that. yike! Yeah. Um, The first thing my ex-boyfriend's grandfather ever said to me was, so you're a Jew? We have too many of you in the field of law. What? Yeah. We're not dating anymore. Jesus. I dumped him. Listen, you can invite people to participate. Yeah. You don't need to force them to celebrate. Exactly. There's a difference. Well said, Melanie. Thank you. This movie is bananas. Oh, also they kiss under the mistletoe. There is one joke that we did kind of like where they're standing under a thing and he's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, I wanted it to be really authentic. And she goes, I don't know how to tell you this. That's parsley. <laughs> and it's just like a bunch of parsley <laughs> hanging from, from the, the ceiling. ceiling. That was pretty funny. That was cute. Uh, and they kiss at the end. And it's just like the most oh, also, limp fish, no chemistry, barf in my face I kiss. turned to Melanie and I went, I'm going to say something really mean. And I say this as someone with my lips, but she doesn't have enough lip for him. Those lips are too much for her. <laughs> Honestly, they they didn't have chemistry. And also, really. throughout the whole movie, neither of them had any kind of physical affection or kissing with either of their partners. It no. Was very, it, this oh, was Heather, like, there's a whole scene. Where you know Heather, what this movie is? What? This movie was written by a 13-year-old boy at Catholic school. Oh, who had to like do a, a creative writing project on like accepting other people's religions. Yeah. And he's like, but it's also weirdly, the reason why I'd say it would probably be also maybe a, a young woman. I know I looked it up. It's written by a man. However. Unsurprising. But it, the reason, it's so like, again, it's this like fantasy of like, what if I had a Jewish boyfriend, but we, I didn't, and I didn't have to actually really learn anything about his culture or what he believes, or him as a person, or accept anything about him other than what would benefit me for my career. Mm-hmm. It's just like a tall, cute boy that really loves that I tried to say a prayer. Like, what? This film could easily so have not had any Judaism in it and been the same movie. It would have been the same movie. Uh, we can never get that time back. No. Um, this is worse than when we watched Dracula. Dracula was kind of fun, honestly. I mean, you're right. Well, I'm trying to... You know what? This is worse than when we watched The Holiday. Oh, That's a movie neither of us liked. That movie made me mad. Yeah. Uh, Melanie, I have a question. Was this movie romantic? Absolutely not. They're also... Like, they also do the thing where what normally happens is like, oh, our hands almost touch and then we stare at each other or we get really close and we kind of like... Make oh. eyes at each other. And they just tried to throw that in there one time in this movie during a time that made no sense and it just was these two people pausing. Mm. And it was very odd. Because mm. I, I haven't seen that girl in 
any, I, I haven't seen other work with that. Yeah, because this film killed her career. It, maybe it didn't. We don't know. But the thing is, I've watched Degrassi, and I know that this guy is good at that type of stuff because he had to do it a bunch as a teen. Where well, he was it's like, "It's not their fault. This is a bad movie. They're actors, and that it's their job to portray characters." Yeah. Also, oh, th- also, there's this very weird scene where uh, she runs into Heather, the girlfriend, at a coffee oh, shop. Oh yeah, this was very Ooh. uncomfortable. And she's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, his." Kids love him. Like, his students love him. And she's like, yeah. Uh, I, I noticed, you know, hopefully my, my dad does too. And Christy's like, well, yeah, well, everyone everyone loves Jonathan. Who? Everyone loves Jonathan. And Heather goes, yeah. Almost everyone. Like, And what? then goes, I have to think about some things. I have to go. She says, I have to go. I need to think about some things. And then she dumps Jonathan. And then dumps Jonathan. Which is, first of all, like, if I were dating someone and then all of a sudden they started spending a lot of time with another woman, uh-huh. uh, I would not speak to her that way. I would not divulge that kind of information. I would probably talk to my partner and be like, I feel like you're spending a lot of time with them. Yeah. Is there something you want to talk about? How come, can I really kick it over that? She's like, get ready for Christmas with my family. I will not spend any time with you during this. Yeah, time. can't be bothered. Can't should, be bothered. You should already know. My but- dad is coming over. I don't have an interest in teaching you anything, spending any time with you, learning anything about you. Like, even if you're not doing anything particularly holiday, like, don't you want to like hang out with your partner? Apparently Heather doesn't. Don't you want like also this dude was cute as shit. Don't you want to just like hold that man's hand? Truly. Um but I mean another thing that I found to be not only unrealistic but also bothersome was the fact that not only does Heather just expect him to know about Christmas, but that he magically doesn't know anything about Christmas. He is Christmas. a man who lives in America he is, first, his whole like, life. I, let me tell you And he something. has no idea what anything related to Christmas is. I He's like, know, what is a Christmas tree? Yeah. <laughs> like, and here, I know me? more about Christmas than, you know, as, as an adult, as I try to be more involved in my culture and faith and spirituality uh-huh. and, like, go back to my family traditions as a Jewish woman. Yeah. I know so much about Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's... It's inescapable. A, it is. It truly is. And, like, again, I feel like I need to reiterate because, as an aside, like, as someone who is part of a marginalized group... Mm-hmm. When you see media that portrays you in a negative way or when you don't have representation of yourself in a positive way mm-hmm. that to look up to, mm-hmm. being upset about it and critiquing it puts you in a very strange position where if you get upset or if you get passionate, mm-hmm. you immediately get dismissed as being too sensitive. Mm-hmm. That's something that's been said to me multiple times when I've brought up people's anti-Semitic comments to mm-hmm. me. And it's something that happens to queer people and people of color every day. Uh-huh. And it's with be that, grateful we're even talking about you. Right. And yeah. it's it's really problematic. And I will say I don't know what it's like to be part of the LGBT community. I don't know what it's like to be a person of color, but I do know what it's like to be discriminated against and treated poorly for who I am. Uh And 
my luxury is that I can hide behind my skin color. Mm -hmm. I could easily not tell anyone that I'm Jewish and they would never know. Mm -hmm. Like they would never know unless I told them. Mm -hmm. And that happens to me all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think for this movie in particular, assuming that because Jonathan is an other, Mm -hmm. that he would know nothing about one of the most prevalent pieces of pop culture in the place that he lives Mm -hmm. is... um, not only ignorant, but stupid. Yeah. It's it's obtuse. It's so dumb. It's really, it shows a, a lack of perception about the world around you. Yeah. At one point, his Heather's like, pick this up, and he goes, oh, a wreath for sure. And then he goes, what's a wreath? What? You know what a fucking wreath is, You dude. know what a wreath is. Also, like, I will say this, like, if anybody stopped me on the street and was like, what's Christmas about? I could tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the story of Christmas about baby Jesus in the manger. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the only- three wise men and frankincense and myrrh. Look at you. Also, apparently there was a little drummer boy. And I know this joke has been made before, but it really is so messed up. If you just had a baby, this is a newborn baby. And then some little asshole is like, I know what will help the baby. In a barn. That you already Allie had to give birth in a barn. And then this little asshole is like. Like. This is. Okay. <laughs> this is a serious question. Yeah. Are we meant to believe that Jesus was a very well-behaved baby because he was the son of God? Yes. Okay. Well, yes. Even though he was a person. Okay. So, and again, we're getting into like theology and stuff here. And I am not a theologian. And it's also been a while since I was in um, catechism. So, forgive me, but the idea is, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. I'm sorry, Um, did you just say Godzilla? No. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I swear, I I thought you said Godzilla, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) Your face, your eyes opened wider than I've ever seen them. You were like, wait, what is the, what's happening in this religion? Um, I truly... I needed to ask. Okay, I was so, so the confused. good Lord, as we all know, popped out of the Pacific Ocean and raided terror on Tokyo. Um, no, <laughs> and so God, okay, so the idea, fought the evil Mothra. I got it. Yes, uh, basically, God was like, "Hey, this is my son, who is also me." <laughs> it's a real. This is where it gets a little tricky, but basically. He's like, God, I'm going to send my son and he's going to be a person like you. So you know that like, I think some people interpret it as like, so you know that like I am in you and you are also loved and like someone can be a human and still be good and be without sin. Um, It's also like kind of a weird flex of like, this kid can do it. This kid didn't do anything bad. What's your excuse? So the idea is that he lived until he was like, He was just hanging out until he was like 12. And then when he was like 12 or 13, someone was like, have I got news for you, kiddo? (laughs) You're the son of God. Um, And then the Bible. You're a wizard, Harry. You're a wizard, Harry. They fully, you're a wizard, Harry Jesus. And then they (laughs) skip the Bible skips. Like, I think like 18, 20 years. You meet Jesus again when he's 30. He's young. (laughs) He's hot. He's preaching the word. (laughs) He's performing miracles. (laughs) 
He's healing people. He's running into churches and he's flipping over tables. And some people are digging it. People are like, we love this guy. We love what he's saying. And other people, the Romans, they're not love. Hold on. Now I'm getting into Easter. <laughs> Let's be real. Easter is like the party holiday, if we're being honest, because Easter is like a, Easter is a, oof, that's a moving story. Christmas is a very sweet, nice story about how a baby was born. But Easter is like, Easter is like, what we fucking baby, murdered what this guy. What if that guy. baby grew up, was brutally murdered, and then came back and then from came the dead? Back. Just to peace out once Just more. Just to peace out again. Honestly, what a, what a move. And we're also going to draw, a, we're going to make a million statues of him, and we're going to put them everywhere. Hot of sick. him at his Can, death. Like, there's a looking lot. Looking hot as shit. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, attractive Jesus imagery. Yeah. That truthfully, I never understood. Yeah. I just wanted to say off of that, especially in Mormon LDS. Yes. Art, oh, my LDS God. LDS Jesus is the most ripped, whitest, blondest. Really? Jesus you yes. Will see. Oh, LDS yeah. Jesus is. LDS Jesus is like an Abercrombie model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. LDS Jesus has an eight pack. He fully is like ripped as shit here. Like, whatever sin he did not commit like paid off in his body like (laughs) truly i truly like that's actually one thing that i that kind of scared me growing up because what do you mean christianity has scary elements well just because like i am lucky to have grown up in like a relatively jewish community Mm -hmm. like i have a lot of christian friends and after i no longer went to jewish school or hebrew school Mm -hmm. you know out in the world Mm mm-hmm there are more Christians than Jews. It's just a fact. What? So, yeah. Uh, Israel, the Jewish state, the country founded by Jews, mm-hmm. is smaller than New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's not a lot of us. Mm-hmm. But, like, I would always see those. And I I was always taught to, like, be kind and try to treat people with compassion. Yeah. And be respectful, mm-hmm. but I just was so scared. <laughs> like, what a really big fear that I had when I was a kid was mannequins. Oh, yeah, they're terrifying. They're so, like, for me, I, I I thought that, I thought Jesus was a mannequin. <laughs> I thought that, like, depictions of Jesus on the cross, I was like, <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> I fully had no oh. idea what I was looking at. Oh, see, I, um, I loved it. Also, I was okay. raised with it. So you're, as uh, you're, you see so much of it, and you're like, he look. He also, he's always carved like he's like almost like mid orgasm, which sounds gross. Well, that makes sense though, because there's a big theme to the, my a theme, particularly my in Catholicism, is that, is that suffering brings you closer to God, yes. and that's the big part of suffering martyrdom and Marie, stuff like uh, that. Mother Teresa intentionally refused uh, painkillers to people who were dying in her orphanages and her places because the suffering brought them closer to God, as she said. Big yikes. Yeah. Um, so suffering and shame is like really a big um, thing, particularly Catholicism. Hmm. Um, well, I'm sorry that you are brought up to feel that way. That sucks. <laughs> it sounds like a lot of stress. It It is. I mean, you want your kid not to be a Catholic, send them to Catholic school. My parents did not send me to Catholic school. That was like one thing where they really agreed. Like they were like, we're not sending our child there. We're not, I don't care if it's the better school in town. I don't, not, no, 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 no. We're not doing that to our kid. Um, my parents were kind of, it's the opposite for like Jewish school. Because yeah. my parents were basically like, well, we didn't grow up going to those kinds of schools. Oh. Like my mom 
fully grew up in like suburban New Jersey, so it's like Irish and Italian. Yeah. Um, my dad actually, when they came from the U.S., my dad went to a yeshiva, which is like a very religious, like Orthodox Jewish oh. school for a little bit, mm-hmm. which is how he was able to learn English. Oh. Yeah. Um, but other than that, like aside from growing up in a part of Brooklyn where like there's a lot of Jewish people and a lot of Russians, mm-hmm. um, both my parents didn't really have that that kind of community. Uh-huh. So they both wanted that they wanted this for me and my brothers essentially is for us to grow up with a really strong Jewish community. Because uh-huh. that's something that um as the generations have progressed and we become more deeply ingrained as Jewish Americans, mm-hmm. like everyone gets more spread out just because of life and how things are today. Yeah. Like everyone's really spread out from each other, especially mm-hmm. during the pandemic. Yeah. So my parents really wanted that for us to like grow up knowing we had a community. That's nice. Um, it's less about community. Because <laughs> like no, no one's ever like, I wonder if there are Christians here. <laughs> Mistletoe Menorahs was not... I give this movie a failing grade. Please see me after class. I give this movie a waste of a very cute boy. Honestly, and you know, we we do need to ask the most important question of all, fuck, marry, kill, but honestly... Were there even enough people in this movie to have an opinion about them? I think there were, but also I just don't think this movie is good enough for us to say that. Because I honestly, if I had to fuck, marry, or kill them, I would kill them. I would kill all of them. We would kill people. We I would kill, kill the people. In if this I movie. had to choose between fuck, marry, or kill, I would just kill myself. We would. I would, kill, I we, would just kill myself to avoid the choice. You and I. You and I would hold hands and just Thelma and Louise. Boom! Just yeah. drive off the cliff. Yeah. Let's yeah. just keep going. You know. Yeah. <laughs> to avoid making this terrible to avoid choice. Making this choice, we just drive off, and that's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. Brad, that was where Brad Pitt started to really blow up after that film. Um, Brad Pitt was in my dream the other night. Oh. And you know what else? He was really rude to me. And I was helping him do the heist. That's rude. I was doing a heist with Brad Pitt in a dream. That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like an amazing dream for you. Right? But he was not, he was very dismissive of me. I'm sorry. Last night, I thought I was having a dream that my cat was throwing up. <laughs> and then when I got home today from work, I realized that it wasn't a dream. <laughs> it was just like two giant piles of cat oh, barf no. and I'm just like Benny oh, how much did you eat <laughs> I, how much did I feed you oh. I truly thought it was a dream oh I, I've noticed if I take Advil PM and I'm like really already doing a lot I'm gonna have like a really intense vivid dream and uh, I won't always remember it but it's usually something something weird um that's just not a good story <laughs> that's okay i understand Sometimes i you take mean. a pill and then i feel weird no further <laughs> no further statement no question i saw jesus oh. in a can of pringles <laughs> <laughs> wait what's, what's that one from i think that's a josh rubin sketch oh where he's that like that lady with the the windbreaker oh I saw, that lady i saw yeah. jesus in a can of pringles yeah <laughs> i don't know why i just Gail. thought of that Gail, I don't baby. know who I, I don't know what this is. I don't know where I am. Hey y'all, it is Sunday night, and I am getting ready to make some dinner. So what we have here <laughs> is a situation, situation where, where I, I don't know, know how, how to make, make dinner. dinner. <laughs> okay. okay. I think about that on a regular basis. <laughs> we 
we love Gail Beggy. We hate this movie. We hate this movie. You know what you should do instead of watching this movie? You should go on YouTube. You should look up college humor, hardly working, Gail Beggy. Mm-hmm. And then it'll make up for all of oh it. Oh, my God. It's so good. I I hope she's as cute as you. Hey, hey baby. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. Hey, Jessica. <laughs> Hi, baby. Okay. Okay, so that that's Mistletoe and Menorah. We did not care for this movie, but Quite we frankly, did. a waste of time. But we did like, I don't think it was a waste of time because we got to spend time together as friends. Ugh, and right. this episode, we learned you very graciously uh, educated all, a lot of us on things maybe we didn't know or maybe we didn't know as much about. And I appreciate that. And I'm grateful for that. Um, but yeah, this movie is not good. But if you like our podcast... Thank you for listening. Um, and if it's if this has been your first episode, wow, wow, welcome. We have much sillier episodes, I promise. For fully, um, yeah, if you're returning, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, but your continued it, support means the world to all three of us. If you're listening to us, thanks. Just thank you. Uh, you can always find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course our website, hellnocast.com. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, know something. Uh, maybe some, maybe you liked this movie. Maybe you have an idea for a movie that we could watch. You can always call, email us at hellnocast at gmail.com or DM us on Insta. We also at hellnocast. Uh, we also have a Twitter. We're all horrible at it. Not a single <laughs> one of us has been consistent with tweets. I I know. At one point, Twitter sh- shut down our, our account because we, we didn't, didn't tweet. use it. We didn't use it. And they were like, this is a bot. And we're like, no, we're just, we're just just, lazy. We're tired. We're tired. We're bad at social media. We're not great. However, we are pretty good at Instagram. That's true. Uh, We're bad at Twitter, great at Instagram. mm -hmm. So please follow us there. Also, uh, if you like us, please, you know, give us a five-star rating, write a nice review. But more than that, tell your friends. If you like it, spread the good word, baby. That, I, I'm so sorry that I said it that way. Why? I'm not offended. I, it felt unnatural. It felt forced. Yeah. And but that's okay. you know what shouldn't feel forced or unnatural is leaving us a five-star oh. review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Hey. hey! Or just telling your friends that you like it. But either way, thank you for sharing time with us today or tonight. Or whenever you're listening. Um, I have been Allie. And I have been Mel. Uh, thank you for listening. Love you. Bye-bye. You Had Me at Hell No was recorded in Scoundrel and Scamp Theater in Tucson, Arizona. And Allie and I just want to thank the theater for allowing us to record there. Special thanks are also in order to Tiffer Hill, our engineer, for putting up with all of our shenanigans and making us sound fabulous. As well as Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for our theme song. Thank you, Bella and Lucille. Yeah. 